Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host, Mortz, and I am joined by my Olympic-sized co-host, Salo Dan. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Mate, I'm de- delivering dedicated 100%. I'm just turning the television off. I feel good, Terry. It's been a good weekend. How about yourself? Oh, you know, not too bad. I know you and I were just chatting uh, briefly about the Olympics. Um yeah, it's look for me. It's not neither hit or miss. But if I get to see Paddy Mills shoot some balls for the Boomers, I'm in. Exactly right, mate. It's looking good. The US off a loss last night. Everything's going our way at the moment. But my happiness doesn't pertain to the Olympics. Of course, it pertains to the black, white, and blue. So, absolutely, it does. Um, now, as we're talking about here, yesterday the Sharks defeated the Bulldogs forty-four points to twenty-four in a game. Scrappy, there's a lot to like, there's a lot to dislike. I feel that we should have won that game by an extra 12 points. Whether that be the Bulldogs shouldn't have scored as many or we should have scored more. But I came out of that game after a 20-point win really frustrated. Really frustrated. And, you know, I'll get the obviously the opportunity to, to lay out my gripe. But, Dan, how did you feel after that game? Mate, overall, look, we need to win this game. This is a game we lost earlier in the year, so I would have taken a 13-12. In saying that, I don't think I've ever been in such a negative mood after scoring 44 points because even though I feel like we bombed three certain tries and one more than likely try, we'll say four for argument's sake, uh, there was a chance that the Bulldogs could have scored four extra tries if not for them being exponentially shit. So, uh, look, mate, I'll take the win. I'll take 40 points whenever we can get it, but... Uh, not for a second did I feel comfortable, even when we were 20 points up at time. No, look, at 30, at 30 points to six at half time, at, you know, I'm sitting there going, Jesus, we, you know, we could literally score 60 points. And then you've got to remember that Josh Hannay's halftime speeches are just fucking diabolical at the moment. What is he saying? Like, I don't... I, I, I've got no idea what he's done, but I have a tip that he's slipping sedatives in to calm the players down... It takes them 20 fucking minutes to wake up. That's three weeks in a row we've done that in the second half. Yeah, I, I have absolutely no idea what's said. But, I mean, you know, when – like I was watching the Fox Sports um, coverage and, you know, they go down to the sideline reporters and say, what was the message from Josh Hannay? And he said, start well, don't let them score the early try. Talakai drops the ball. The worst part about the Nick Meany try was not the fact that no one contested the bomb. No one put any kick pressure on Lachlan Lewis. He walked three steps and kicked the ball. No one raced out to him. That was, oh, man, inexcusable. Inexcusable is the right word. It was disgusting. And then to, okay, look, that's going to happen every now and then. Don't let it happen in the next fucking set. That's what pissed me off. Once, you know, Kennedy was a little out of position, went out, it didn't jump, etc. It happens. 24 points up, you know, you barely got an eyelid. But, um... You know, when it happens again in the next set, and then again later, you start front, you know, a little bit frustrating, Terry. Yeah, the same player caught the ball. This time it was just an Avrilo kick. Meany catches the ball, passes it to Napper, he scores next to the post. Like, Meany, I Googled thinking, this guy's got to be seven foot tall. He's not. No. Not even particularly tall. No, it was, you know, it, it undid, it literally undid the. The 13 minutes of good work that we had, obviously the 10 minutes of Luke Thompson in the Simbin and the three minutes afterwards when he came back on before half time, 
was just excellent from Cronulla. There was no errors. There was no ill discipline. You know, we got to our sets. We kicked the ball. We forced mistakes. Great pressure. Great line speed. When was the last time we said a Sharks team had great line speed? Not for a while, mate. Considering how big our pack was, that's a really, really big rap. Just with Luke Thompson, have you ever seen a Jekyll and Hyde performance like that before? No, look, you and you and I are very indifferent on our opinions of Luke Thompson. I don't like him. You do. Um, I think he's a. I think he's an okay footballer. He's just a. You know, he's just a grub. But you know, it, he he just he took that game personally against us. He did. He plays well against us every time. I don't know what it is. We make ordinary to decent footballers look. Fucking fantastic. Caelan Ponga, I still maintain, would be on half the money as if he didn't play Cronulla. Because out of his 15 tries, eight of them come against Cronulla this year. Yeah, and I was talking to uh, Josh Bowling earlier this morning. Shout out, Josh, if you're not on Sharkcast this week. No, I'm joking. But uh, I was talking to Josh and I said, we have a habit of making seriously shit players get their name mentioned as an immortal. Absolutely we do. It happens every single week. You know, Tessie New hasn't played a good game since he tore us up. They were talking about how slow he was on the, over the weekend after tearing us to pieces. So I think that says a little bit about us. And I mean, I, I was quite happy to see Corey Harawir and I back up from destroying us, and he played really well against Parramatta. But Harawir and I hadn't destroyed anything since he went to that high school, and then, exactly. he, then he took he took it personally. That's fantastic. He's um, again another ordinary to decent footballer that we make look temporarily like the second coming of fucking Wally Lewis. Yeah, look, look, and, you know, let's get into the first half performance now. We started strong, started well. Unfortunately, Katoa put the ball down on the corner post. You know, the base of the corner post is apparently considered out, but the top of it isn't. I don't know. It's a stupid rule because he hits the base of the corner post, but the ball grounds first before it then goes dead, but apparently it's a no try. Then Johnson, that ball that he puts for Katoa, and then Trindle turns around and says, well, whatever you can do, I can do better. Bang, straight on Ronnie's chest. That right-to-left pass to Trindle, mate, that gets me excited. Thought he played pretty well. He controlled that first half too. But he's Sean Johnson. He, I swear, look, I don't want to make light of it, but he's either bipolar or something there because week by week he's either fantastic or terrible. There doesn't seem to be in, in between at the moment. It's a shame this week he got injured because it's a fucking start. Shane Flanagan basically said everything that you wanted to say without calling Sean Johnson a flat track bully. And it's your fucking fault he's at our club, Shane. It's <laughs> a good point. Look, he, you know, but the other week he expected that kind of performance against Brisbane and it didn't come. And then against Canberra, it didn't come. And then this time he just went ballistic, had the ball on a string. Yeah, and look, that, that ball that he threw to Katoa for Katoa's second try. Yes, it hit the ground and it looked like it was going to go out, but he literally had created the same overlap as he did the first time. If Katoa was standing out on that wing, he goes in untouched and he doesn't need to do that front flip. I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did do that front flip because that was sexy. I reckon he does that on purpose. He's like, I could either run it in here in step and score untouched or I do a like triple tuck, double back flip. I, for one, am very happy. Yeah, because, I mean, if he catches that ball on the wing... He probably runs it in 10 metres infield and, and, you know, Trindle's got an easier kick. But Katoa's like, no, fuck that. I'm doing a front flip. I'm going to make the highlights. He and Ronnie, the try-scoring tally, the performances we're going to see in the next few years, very exciting. But I'll tell you what, I'd want to be playing on right wing if Britt Nakora plays like that every weekend. Holy fuck. Yeah, look, get to Britt soon, but let's talk about our back three. 
uh, Will Kennedy, Sione Katoa, and Ronaldo Militalo ran for 494 metres. Fantastic. That Fantastic. is sensational. And that, and, and Shane Flanagan talked about that in the coverage. Now, obviously, you know, some people are hit or miss on Flanagan's commentary. I, personally, I don't mind it because we know he's been in the coaching box. But he's also been – he's been our coach. So it's nice to listen to what he has to say about the game. And he always – you know, he said, he goes, Ronaldo and Sione aren't the tallest players and they're not the most naturally gifted players. But, Jesus, their work out of our end is second to none. You know – their, their kick returns are sensational. Mate, well, that was it. You look back even to our premiership winning time. Sasai Feki was arguably the worst winger in the competition in terms of getting the ball down. But bringing the ball out of your own half, there's very few you go to than, than yeah. him. And that, that tends to be these guys are much better finishers and I, I dare say a little bit uh, little bit more elusive in their running style than the 2016 Valor Holmes side, of course. He's fucking free. But, you know, bringing the ball out of our end... You look at like the Radrajas and the you know the the other big Fijians. These guys aren't big, but you know if we can get a mini Brian Toto running 150 200 meters out of our own end, God, that that makes fantastic. Now, now the player that you mentioned before that Britton Nakora, he was in a mood yesterday. Certainly was. He must have been reading our tweets earlier this year because he came out and fucking he earned his starting spot back. You know, Teague Wilton dropping off opened it up. And, Jeez, he's going to play like that. It was like he was playing centre, but slightly in. There were a lot of times where he was outside the centre too, which was really exciting. So, mate, I just, whatever was said pre-game to Britton Nakora, copy and paste that every week. Best on ground for mine. In the first half, Britton Nakora elected violence in both his running and his tackling. That was it. There was nothing in between. It was violence, violence, and more violence. Brilliant, mate. Oh, I loved I loved it. And, you know, we, oh, again, I go back and forward. Typical Sharks, good one week, terrible the next. But he, uh, since he got dropped to the bench, I'd maintain he's probably been our best second rower since that moment. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Look, his other second row partner was pretty good this week. Talakai ran for a game high 214 metres, broke about 10 tackles. The the thing that came away from mine for Talakai this week was that awful attempt on Luke Thompson in the second half, which set up the Jake Avarillo try. He tried to hit him, not tackle him, and that's a big mistake. He did. You're absolutely right. He tried to hit him. He's got to stop looking for that shot. And I know, you know, he put a shot on against the dogs and was simbing for it or whatever the first time we played him. And since then, he's been a little bit held back on his defence. But I just get the the feeling now that, um, you know, he wants to put these shots on, but he's just not backing himself. Whereas if he just, you know, he didn't wrap his arms on Thompson. He just hit him with his chest. If he wraps his arms and gets some contact and waits for someone else to come over, because obviously the dog's got a quick play of the ball. And it was it was smart play from that Beyondo Odie, who looks a sensational player. But, um, yeah, he just needed to make better contact on Luke Thompson there. For mine, that play there didn't get him the, the man of the match. I, I, I gave mine to Britton Nakora as well. Yeah, me too. I got Nakora on zero tackle. I think Talakai is very, very good. Uh, that and the drop ball, they, they sort of stand out because, I mean, you make a couple of breaks, it's, it's really good, but you do something silly that directly leads to a try, that's going to stand out because the negative, obviously, outweighs yeah, the positive. 
But other than that, Talakai is very good. My son enjoys stealing Jimmy's line, calling him Killer Guy, so it's become a bit of a cult hero in the house. It's good to see uh, our big boys back on the bench, but that Luke Thompson try where he went right through our four middles was pretty telling. Yeah, and I mean, he ran at someone who's similarly shaped build to him in Jack Williams and, and Aaron Woods. And, you know, for mine, there were two alarming things. One, Jack Williams decided to go low. And two, Aaron Woods didn't go anywhere near the ball. He didn't. And then Fafita missed him. Then Toby missed him. It was like, can someone just tackle this bug? Oh, are, you, are you talking about the one for Avarillo? Is that, is that the try you're talking about? Uh, the one we bust through the middle, yeah. Ah. Talakai. It's straight through for Feeder and Woods. Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking about the one that Thompson actually scored where Williams hits him around the legs and Woods just sort of pushed him over. That's right. I can't, I, you know, I'm hearing Aaron Woods in the sign for the Tigers. May already be a done deal. Can't think of a better reunited. Yeah, I've, I've got that down on here later on. But, um, yeah, it looks it looks like, uh, you know, football didn't come home, but Woodsy's going to go home this year, it looks like. so. That's it. Tried to hold a cough then, really uh, fucked my my flow up. But uh, eh, look, Aaron Woods, nah, nah. Look, his, his con, like, the, the, the thing that I have with Woods is it looks like he jogs at the line, but he still makes his metres, and his post-contact metres were sensational. Yeah, he, he ambles to the line and makes three, then his post-contact to four or five. So, <laughs> you know, uh, he's the best we got at the moment, but uh, as I'm sure we'll get to, We'll see an upgrade next. I, I've got a uh, I've got a proposition for you later on in the podcast regarding Aaron Woods. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's talk about Jack Williams. Uh, his first start since round nine last year, I believe. Comes off yeah, you know starts at lock one hundred and sixty four meters, twenty four tackles, three missed, lots of tackle breaks. I thought he was really strong, but he gets sloppy. He does. I still don't feel he's a starting player. I think Toby has to start in the middle as prop moving forward. I think he had his best game this season there. So maybe Williams is our best bet at lock. But you're right. His first 20 and his last 20 are worlds apart. Mm-hmm. I, um, I've got another proposition for you, which goes around Aaron Woods at the end of this. But, uh, yeah, look, speaking of Toby Rudolph, 168 metres, 27 tackles. He missed four. So he, you know, solidifies himself at the top of the missed tackles for another week. Um, his first half, playing prop, just looked a little bit different. He wasn't taking those two two hits a, a set or two hit-ups a set. And his, his defence, you know, he, he looked really good. He got a rest earlier on than he, than he does in the first half. When he came back on, though, he just looked gassed. There's no second win for him. No, it doesn't seem there is. Maybe, you know, the tri-celebration took it out of him. Because um, they had to restart his heart, you know, he was so excited that he that he died. Um, fantastic, Toby, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, it's a little bit worrying. I don't know where his fitness levels at because he looks like an Adonis, and you can't say that he's overweight or his diet isn't good because he's fucking chiselled out of stone. I just don't know whether the lungs are there. Hopefully, Fitzgibbon gets him right for next year. But Toby at his best for twenty five thirty minutes. That's 25, 30 minutes, you're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the, the rotation's down pat for him. It's You play the first 30 and you play the middle 20, but it's it's that time that he's off the field. I don't know whether he cools down or he goes and has like 40 cigarettes or whatever it is, but, mate, he's got to do something. He because does. That, because that's, that's atrocious fitness there. Our middles got belted in early in the second half and they threw Woods and Toby straight back on. 
Yeah. So obviously they believe they're the they're the two. But yeah, I don't. Um, Toby's not Tamalolo yet. He's on his way, but he's but he's not there yet. No. Um, yeah. When, when we started, when it was thirty to eighteen, and and the dogs were just running through us and making meters at will. You know, this is where this is on oh, that game on the weekend is why we missed Aiden Tolman. We really missed Aiden Tolman, and that is the reason why we have signed a superstar player on a four-year deal that you and I will release a podcast later in this week about. Absolutely. A dedicated podcast. Hey, look, the forwards were good. Roycey Hunt was good off the bench, thought he was impactful. Look, for Fida, I, I first, still First stint was dreadful. I don't, I don't know what... Sort of, I, I'm struggling to think of who can replace him at the moment with, with big boys out, but I just, I don't know what he adds. Well, I mean, next week he doesn't play because Tolman's back. Good. Oh, I think that's the way forward. But uh, look, I love Fafita. He'll always have a moment now, a place in our hearts. But I just, I keep waiting for him to knock the ball. He did play the ball quickly twice in a row, though, in a set. And we did get on top. I thought, okay, that's good. Now get him off because he does something stupid. But uh, yeah, cost us a try up the middle. The legs just aren't there anymore. They're just, they're not they're, there. They're not. And, and I don't know what it is, but in the pre, like the pregame, and he's warming up, he looked slim, he looked fit, he looked happy. He gets out there and he looks like a king. Which is, is it the jersey? Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, now, the injury to Sean Johnson is probably the, uh, the big damper on this game here. I think if Sean plays in that second half, they don't get anywhere near. The, the 20 points because he would have just had that ball on a string. Um, look, blessing in disguise that Matt Moylan's back, but I really I feel for our finals chances if Sean's out any more than two weeks. Yeah, I think in terms of finals, you want Johnson there. As I said, as will be released on uh, Rugby League Outlaws, it goes alive in about seven minutes. So should Vegas actually here. Um, in terms of next season, this is a blessing in disguise. So it gives Connor the opportunity if Moylan goes down, and it also shows us that next year, Moylan or Trindle, pretty much 50-50 shootout for the spot behind beside Nico Hines. So maybe it's a good, but yeah, this year finals, who cares? It's all about next year. Oh, I mean, like I, I do want to play finals. I do want to play finals. We've, we've got the second longest streak in the NRL. I want to keep that alive. And our, our run home... You know, we've got Manly and we finished with Melbourne. In between that, there's four very, very winnable games, and that should see us creeping to the eight. The last couple of weeks, some some games have not gone our way, and obviously losing to the Raiders and then then them beating Parramatta, uh, the Dragons picking up a win last week but losing this week, um, and then you know, and and the Titans absolutely thumping the Dragons in one of those losses brings their four and against back into calculation now. So, you know. Let's talk about our upcoming game because we're playing the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles and you and I both probably don't think we're going to win this game but we can't afford to have them put 60 on us. No, if we're going to lose, this is going to be a real close game. Now, I do want to point out, Terry, that technically this is an Olympic year. Maybe the hoodoo comes over that extra year. Maybe it follows the Olympic Games because we didn't know last time that they were going to be called off. So, no, I'm still tipping Manly, but I, I worry what Tommy Turbo is going to do to those middles, especially when Luke Thompson was busting us up. And I fair say that Tommy Turbo might be a little bit better, better at this football thing than Luke Thompson. Yeah, look, uh, the thing is, I, I was just having a look at our side versus Manly, and I was having a look at their stats, right? And their stats compared to us throughout the whole year, 
We make the same amount of metres. Their defence is a little bit better in terms of the missed tackles, our, our contact and post-contacts better. You have a look at an individual basis in terms of their forward pack to our forward pack. There's not much in it. They literally just have a freak at fullback, the fastest player in the game on the wing, and if Daly Cherry Evans turns up, that's that's the difference right there. We can hold him in the middle. I'm not scared of Manly's forward pack at all. They don't have the type of players, even like a New Zealand Warriors forward pack, to run right through us. They just have Tom Trevojevic. They certainly do. Jason Saab worries me because if he gets outside, our blokes would shut the gate because no one can get near him from our side. But yeah, look, it all comes down to Tommy Turbo. As you said on Twitter, you know, if he, you know, something happens to him this week and he can't play, that's a real shame. But uh, you got to keep him quiet. Dale Chairman's, you know, he tears us up. And Kieran Foran's the one to watch because he can have six bad games, play us, and he turns into Kieran Foran circa last time he was at Manly. So they're, they're, the, they're the three. Ruben Garrick's very good also. He's been a weapon for them. But I'm pretty sure we can contain him. So I don't see anything that suggests he can get over our, our wingers. No, so it's an interesting battle of the wingers because it's the two tall wingers in Sabon Mulatalo and the two short stocky wingers with Katoa on Garrick. So, yeah, I don't mind that. Look, their centres, like... Their centres just look like the odd pairing. They've got a pool cleaner and a ginger. So, you know, as I said, their side, and we've seen how ordinary their side can be without Turbo, but we've also seen how ordinary their side can be with Turbo when Newcastle beat them. So you've got to kind of hope that Manly have an off day, otherwise it could be anything. Yeah, look, Manly having an off day is our best bet, which isn't a great way to strategize going into a game, but look, we have to believe we can beat them. Whereas in the past few years, before last year, I don't think we believe we could beat Manly. I don't believe we can beat Manly, but the players have to fucking go in without that energy. Look, I didn't believe we could beat Manly last year, and we went out and put forty on them. Yeah, and they and they had Adam Fanua Blake, who used to who takes every game against us personally. Yeah, he's two hundred twenty meters plus. He scored two tries too. He 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 treats us like his ex partner. He just fucking bashes us. You know, I just. I don't know what it is, but they don't have him. They've got Marty Tapao. They've got some other forwards that I'm, I'm not... Your face is just saying it all at the moment. They've got some <laughs> other forwards that I don't even know who they are. I've had to Google them. So I'm not... Yeah, like, that's not the battle. The, the battle for us is what we allow Tom Travojevic to do. Yeah, they've they got that Ola, Ola Kawatu who's an absolute freak. And Schuster's, Schuster's good, but they're not, you know, they're not... Players that you look at and think, oh shit. The player that you look at and say, oh shit, is the number one, and I dare say the number seven. Yeah, and I watched the game against the Tigers on the weekend, and some of the things that the Tigers allowed Turbo to, and allowed Manly to do to get Turbo in the game inside their own 20 was the quick play of the balls on the short side plate. We've got to be onto that. The minute we see Turbo sniffing around a short side, we've, got to, we've just got to be onto it. Absolutely. It, it's, it's not hard to beat Manly. But it's hard to stop Manly. Yeah, it's, it's, you know how to do it, it's just hard to do it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, 90% of the job done is stopping Tom Travojevic. Absolutely right. You know, when you've got a player that quality, it's very hard to do that. But, yeah, if we roll them up the middle, look, if Turbo scores two tries and we score four, oh, well, you know, you take that. But it's just, it's, I hope Moylan's back because we need Kennedy and he's absolute peak if we're to stay in this contest. Yeah, Kennedy was really good on the week, 191 metres, but, you know, we really, you're right, we do. Um, oh, man, it's just, 
I don't know. Like this is this is a game. As I said, we we can't go and put forty on us because we've just we've just chipped our four and against away. And I'm pretty sure this week the Raiders are playing the uh, no the Raiders are playing the Knights. I think, and the Titans are playing the Bulldogs. So, you know, if we get belted and they win their games, they jump over the top of us. Big switch, yeah, considering we've just overtaken St. George too. Yeah. And they've got two more games where they have to lose players. So these next two games are hugely critical. Yeah, so just, just having a look at our draw. The Dragons are playing the Rabbitohs, so, you know, they should lose that. The Knights and the Raiders, depending on what Knights team turns up, their season's on life support, so they've got to play the game of their life here. And fingers crossed they do. Uh, and then, obviously, the, the Dogs are playing the Titans, and you've got to hope that the Dogs can do us a favour by either winning or, or not getting spanked. But, um, yeah, man, this is just... <sighs> it's going to be fun. That's what it's going to be. It's never never easy being a Sharks fan, but, look, we got, we've got it in our own hands. Destiny in our own hands. There's a lot of teams like Newcastle that need other teams to do them favours. We don't. We win our games, we get in. So we set ourselves up. You know, th- this is the danger game. I am more scared of what they'll do to us than what Melbourne will do to us yeah. in the last round. So I think Melbourne will have the minor premiership wrapped up after yeah. beating Penrith this week. So I'm not, not too concerned. They'll rest players. But yeah, me and me are going to want to come out with 40 on us. And that uh, scares me just a little bit, Terry. Absolutely, it does. Now, um uh, with, with Newcastle, as you said, they, they need teams to do themselves a favour. They also need to do that. They need to do themselves a favour, and they need to win this game against the Raiders. Not just for us, but for them, for any hope of them getting in the finals as well. Because I think if they lose to the Raiders, it's season over for the for the Knights. Absolutely, Canberra, the team that worry me. To be honest, I've seen what they've done the last two weeks. Looking at that squad, I still think they're the best of the chasing pack. Dragons don't worry me. They fuck themselves with the barbecue. The Titans are the other team. I think the Titans, us and Canberra are playing for two spots. So if those two teams could lose on the weekend, that'd be great. But ultimately, we beat Manly and we're pretty much home. Yeah, That's the, how important the game is. The, the, the Titans have a, a pretty challenging run home, which is something in favour of us. Now, I just want to point out that you and I went on to Rugby League Outlaws to pick who our eighth place teams would be. And I picked the Canberra Raiders and you picked the North Queensland Cowboys. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy to say that the Cowboys are gone. Yeah, mate, they are. They're atrocious. So, uh, look, let's just have a look. So the Titans, as we said, they've got the Bulldogs. Uh, and then the Gold Coast Titans play the Cowboys. Well, maybe it's not a maybe it's not a bad run home for them. Now, then, they, then they've got the Rabbitohs. Then they've got the Storm. Uh, then they've got the Knights, which is a tricky game, and then they finish the season against the Warriors. So their their run home actually isn't too bad. It's in our hands really now. It's probably comparable with us, to be honest. There's four four wins there, I'd say. Yeah, I would um, I would be more comfortable if Sean Johnson hadn't hurt his hamstring. Yeah, me too. I think I think he's the difference in the the games we've got coming up. But look, we we got to play Newcastle again, and we never play well against those pricks after beating them 60 nil 10 times in a row a couple of years ago. So, you know, ultimately, if we win our four winnable games where there's nothing other teams can do about it, I don't think we need to worry about the other teams, although I will be hoping they all lose, of course. Yeah, look, you've got to just hope that there's some upsets along the way. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, you know, if Canberra 
you know, that defensive steal from Canberra against Parramatta on the weekend was just, it was just a thing of beauty. It was that wrap and a tackle on, you know, whether it was legal or not, I don't know, but I, I thought it was fine. It was completely illegal and we needed them to fucking drop that game, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Look, mate, if their wingers stepped inside instead of trying to run blokes over from eight to ten metres out, Parramatta would score a lot more tries. I did notice that on the weekend. They did. Now, let's talk a, a little bit of uh, Oh, before, before we go down, how do we beat Manly and uh, what's your tip? Well, Turbo does his hammy early and is okay because I don't want him hurt. I just don't want him there. Uh, look, if we if we lead 12-0 early, we're in it. If we're 10-0 behind early, we're Gonskis. So it's all about the start. It is. For mine, it's all about the start as well. For mine, it's controlling the middle and not letting Turbo get that energy and get you know get his momentum up. Um, I think I think we can win this game. It's you know there's there's not much difference between the squad. They've just got arguably the best player in the competition at the moment. So um, for us to win, we need to contain their pack and we need to contain their spread, like we did last time we played them, and uh, we'll be all right. Now, some rumours going around in terms of players and player signings and players we're looking at, Dan, and one of them is West Tigers halfback Luke Brooks. And we've already said that Aaron Woods looks like he's going to head back to the Tigers. Do you dangle an Aaron Woods for Luke Brooks swap and get Luke Brooks early now that we've got SJ gone? Um, yes, because Woods is useless. No, because I don't want Luke Brooks without Fitzgibbon looking over him. I don't think Josh Hannay can do anything that Michael McGuire hasn't to get a player out of him. I, that, that's that's to me, that's just treading water. I, I wouldn't even bother. Cost more money to put the paperwork than it'll do us good on the field. <laughs> I would entertain it just to get Woods out of the team at the moment. Because then you could run the rest of the year with Aiden Tolman and Rudolph as your props and Jack Williams as your lock. And then that brings Royce Hunt back onto the bench with Hamlin Ueli. Um I don't think we'll see Wade Graham again this year. So... You know, you, you basically pick your team there and hopefully you've got no injuries. But I don't know how I feel about Luke Brooks. I've probably got about 64,000 tweets I'd have to delete. Just bagging him for being a midget-headed little fucking shitball of a footballer. But if, if Fitz... You know what to make of him, mate. If Fitzgibbon sees something in him to be a halfback, who are we to to knock it? I've, I've kind of talked myself into it because I think we need a halfback with a kicking game to partner alongside Nico Hines, I just kind of hoped that that person was going to be Mitchell Pearce for a year. I don't, I don't know what to add regarding Brooks. I just, I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm going to be straight up. I don't, I don't see anything there that suggests that he's got all this talent and a change of coach will bring it out. Um, look, on the weekend he was good. I think he was within the top three players on the on the field. And then they lost, which is saying something. So the talent's there, but I I see him as a more expensive Braden Trindle, to be totally honest. But again, Sir Fitz a given, you know, if he, if, he, if he talks, I listen. So I have to believe in that bald head of his, mate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Leave it up for now. I, I, I've got to, if it's announced, I'll talk myself into loving him. I will. But it's, it's going to be our biggest challenge yet. Look, it sounds like it's very close to being done. So, 
if that's the case and they don't want him and we don't want Woods, we've got five days, six days to make it happen. I, I don't think it'll happen because I think Cronulla think Woods is important, even though I, I don't totally agree with that. I don't think Luke Brooks is the difference between us making finals or not this year. I Without a full preseason, ah, just... Yeah, no, it's just... Nice. That, I mean, I, I don't know, Terry. I'm sorry, I can't answer you. No, look, it's, it's, it's absolutely not going to happen now. The, the, the Tigers, their season's on life support and they do have a chance. And obviously Luke Brooks is better for them than Aaron Woods is. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Let's talk about props. I still think we're one big prop short next year and, and apparently there's um, talk around the club that they think that as well and they're having a look at some props that are on contracts. And a couple of names that had been thrown out in the past were Jordan McLean, Jared Ware Hargraves and now it sounds like we may be interested in having a, a chat to David Clemmer. Um, if we don't get any of those three players, do you think we've made a mistake not, re- not re-signing Aaron Woods for one year just to have around? No, 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 no. I don't. Woods offers anything that I think Toby and Tolman can start. That's not a not a terrible starting props. It's not ideal. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think Aaron Woods finds a spot when Royce Hunt's fit. If Avita's done, I think you know Pele is a shot next year if he can get a little bit fitter. So I, I don't. You know, you can put you can push Talakai into the center, into the middle. He can play prop if you need. So no, no Woods is Woods is. No, no thanks. What are your thoughts on David Clemmer turning up to Shark Park next year? Besides for Cronulla, mate, I'll try and do a backflip because I think he's still a freaky player, very big, and I think he's got a second wind in him. If you'd offered him this time last year for Newcastle, probably shaking my head. But, you know, with the way he's playing, I don't think he's going to offer ask for that 800K that was rumoured a couple of years ago. I think we can get him cheap. If we can get Warrior Hargraves for two years, I think we sign him and I don't think we look at any other options. That's the one. But, mate, I, I think Clem is better than Woods, put it that way. Yeah, look, Clem is 28 in December. Um, I thought he was a lot older than that. So, you know, you've probably, you can probably get another four or five years out of him. Uh, he's, he's still making 160 metres. He's tackling well over 90%. I'm not opposed to it, put it that way. He's a representative forward. I'd, I'd take him. Yeah, me too. I think he improves the squad. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. You know, Hamlin Uelli's come back looking, looking pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I like Hamlin Newelli off the bench. I don't like Hamlin Newelli starting. Um, no. Look, I, I'm okay next year if our starting props are, are Finucane and Toby, but I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind another. You know, even if it is David Clemmer, I wouldn't mind him being in and around the squad. If it's Jared Ware Hargraves, I'll go mental. Spot on. I think Toby Hamlin Newelli and Royce Hunt off the bench, or potentially Talakai for one of those three. That gives. Uh, an advantage that we had last year that we don't have this year because I don't think the bench is an advantage anymore. So, yeah, I think we're I think we're a prop short. But I'll tell you what, we have to put every dollar we can into finding a centre because at the moment we're running with half a centre at best. Yeah, we look, there's there's a lot of improvement that needs to happen in Jesse Ramian because he's... Look, he's okay, but he's... He's okay. That yeah. sums it up. Yeah. Uh, Look, Connor Trace is an adequate fill-in, but that's all he is. He's an adequate fill-in. We apparently went pretty hard at Billy Smith, but he elected to stay with the Roosters because they nursed him through his injury. There was uh, a skit in the uh, in the paper that we were talking to Braden Burns. I don't think he's better than anything that we have at the moment. 
we literally need to ring every center that's currently contracted that's worth you know worth a grain of salt and just have a chat to them and see how much they like being at their club. Um, yeah, I don't know. We I'm with you though. We definitely need a center or we need a winger, like a really good winger, and push Ronaldo into center. I don't I don't know if Cronulla even thought of that to be honest because Harati for me is a winger and they they keep putting him in at center. I'm just um, I'm just seeing who the centers available are at the moment. Um, look, in all honesty, there's probably no one that improves the squad. I'm still not sold on Connor at the centers. I think he's a perfect fourteen. But well, you, 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 you turn around and have a look at the list of players. Someone put a list of players at halfback on Twitter saying that they wouldn't sign to Alfanukin because they needed a halfback. And the list was just dreadful. It was absolutely appalling. And he was he was trying to talk people out of signing Dalfanukin for a seven and I was I was like, mate, you just you just need to stop. <laughs> you stop it immediately. Hey look, Tessie News off contract. No. No. Will Hopawati. No, he signed with St Helens. Oh there you go. Look, Will Chambers is there, don't forget. No, can't go in having Will Chambers as a starting centre next year. Tyrone Peachy, perhaps? No. Just looking through. Look, Tremaine, Tremaine Spry has been released from the Gold Coast Titans. Obviously, if you're not getting a run for the Titans, for this Titans team anyway, but, you know, he's 190 centimetres tall and he's really quick and he can defend. He's maybe someone that you, you bring down and hopefully that COVID doesn't affect the New South Wales Cup and you can get a play. Because he's only 20 years old, but we actually need a, a game-breaking centre to join us at the moment. Uh, what about Jordan Rapana for a year? Mate, if he wants to come play on the wing, absolutely. You can't play centres, way too slow. In terms of wing, pushing Ronnie in, could do worse. Yeah, I don't know this. My worry is we're going to end up with Blake Ferguson on the wing, mate. That's not the end of the world. That's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> look, that's how I feel about Luke Brooks. Yeah, fair call. Mate, look, Jordan Pereira was not one, but he's gone up to Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah. Look, Ikevalu's there. No. Good try, Absolutely not. Can I throw a name at you, Terry? George Please. Morris. Silence is deafening. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, There's no one off contract that I would... No, this, this, this is why now you need to go to and have a look at who was the best centre in New South Wales Cup and what's his contract status. Spot on. Is Hayden Lomax... Um, the other Lomax's younger brother? Yes. Let's get him and hope he's got his brother's talent. Yeah. Isaac Targo. Mate. Oh, no, he's a lock. Never mind. Um, hey, look, there's plenty of players that play New South Wales Cup that have scored a shitload of tries. Like, obviously, it's going to be tough because they've only played, like, two games in the past month and a bit, or even a bit further now, actually, unfortunately. But uh, there's got to be a player there somewhere who's just, you know, the, the NYC or whatever they're calling that this year, there's got to be someone who's on the cusp. But, you, I mean, there's been a lot of backline movement. There's been a lot of backs that have changed clubs, and we haven't been a part of the conversation, which is, you know, the the, the shock factor of it because we are, again, like we're, we're a centre short. We are centre short. Now, I'm a, a bit of a spoiler here. For zero tackling in the next 48 hours... I'm putting together a top five recruitment and retention uh, effort so far. And, you know, Cronulla, Cronulla are on that list. Tune in to find out where. But 
a bit of a spoiler, two of the teams on that list haven't actually signed a player yet. So this recruitment drive, you know, there's been three teams that have gone quite hard, and there's been like nine or ten teams that haven't signed anyone worth shit yet. So I'm expecting a fair bit of movement towards the end. If we sit back and wait, there's going to be that player who comes off off contract, you know, like a, a gag IS player towards the end of his career, obviously not him, but a player who's on decent coin, you know, and they need to get rid of him to bring their youngsters through. So, you know, there's no there's no rush. I certainly wouldn't be throwing a shitload of money at a over-the-hill player just yet. Do you do the Cowboys a favour? You know, they've, they've got so many players, so many halves next year, and they don't know what to do with Drinkwater and Dearden and... You know, the fucking idiots decided they were going to go and pay Chad Townsend. Do you offer them a solution by bringing Valentine Holmes home? If they want the out, yes, you do. Yes, you absolutely do. Pushes Ronnie to centre. I'm not a big fan of our. I think that's become pretty clear since he, since he fucked up on us. But he's one that I would certainly have back on the wing, put it that way, and push Ronnie into the centre. Val, Val doesn't have the heart to play in the centres, mate. He's a flash footballer. He's all about the tries. If he wants to score 20 tries on the wing, I'm happy. But I would also be talking to Scott Drinkwater and saying, the fuck are you doing, mate? You're the best half they got. You're third in line. Come play for Cronulla. Yeah, look, I was kind of hoping that we were going to sign him, but he decided to, to stay. I, I think we, we can't go and get Scott Drinkwater because he's too similar to Nico Hines in that he's a running player. Uh, he's an off-the-cuff player, and neither of them have a long kicking game. Yeah, it's fickle. Yeah, I, 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 mate, I, just, I just feel like there's going to be players off, off contract, especially yeah. players that contracts end next year. Yeah, and, and somewhere along yeah. the line, when, when teams start going mental, just one player is going to get paid at a club, and it's going to upset someone. And we've got to hope that it's a centre that gets upset, and we can just jump in for it. Hold on, there's plenty, plenty of players. I'll, I'll put something together for next week. But yeah, that, that's our best bet, I think. Yeah. All, all the NYC footage, pick the biggest, fastest kid you can find, put him in the gym for 12 months or eight months, six months, fucking see you in round one. Yeah, look, again, you can do that with New South Wales Cup as well. You, you go on and find out, I mean, you couldn't really go on to New South Wales Cup and have a look at who the leading try scorers were because they're all forwards. But... Yeah. There's got to be, you know, there's got to be someone stuck in reserve grade, 22, 23 years old who, I don't know. But I mean, in saying that, if it's that Manu bloke who who debuted for the Dogs and was absolutely fucking terrible, then I'll just, I'll, I'll leave it with Connor Tracy. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair call. Mate, I've got a name to throw out, yeah? Oh, Joseph Manu. Fuck off. Yes. Mate, Bronson's Aries only got two years to go on his, um, on his suspension. He can't play till 2024, but yeah, look, we are def- if we had Bronson Zeri next year, fuck me dead. Yep, yeah, spot on. He's the sort of player we need. Now, he might come back as a Andrew Fafita-style centre when he's off the gas. You just you don't know. But, um, mate, I'd definitely be – I'd be getting him to commit to Cronulla and say, look, 2024, Bronson's back there, just purely for the, the story, you know. Can you imagine Bronson Zeri comes back, rebuilds his life, suspended within three weeks? Yeah, I, I kind of hope that our rehabilitation with him, um, you know, we, we're supporting him and, and that way that, you know, when he does come back, he at least gives us two years that we missed of him playing because he was, you know, he was due to play 2020 and 2021 with us. So, 
you know, fingers crossed we get those two years back from him because he'll only be 23 years old and he would have had four years off to juice up as much as he wants, get himself massive, get himself super quick and then come back to play footy. So, yeah, you know, I, I, hope, we, I hope we stick to him, but we're definitely, you know, we either... Our, our next move needs to be a, either another meter-eating prop or a centre. I think they're the two spots where I think the second row is looking pretty good. Yes. Yeah, so like, obviously, the antiques there if Wade's not come back. I think the wingers are set. I think we're good for fullback, unless, you know, Charles Nickel Clockstad's the kind of player I'd be looking at because I don't know where he fits in that canvas side next year. Yeah, and, I, you know, with his bad neck, uh, and he plays centre for New Zealand as well, so that's, that's not a bad shout. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we go. I, I, th- I think our list of priorities need to be uh, definitely a prop and, and a centre. And then, you know, you have a look at halfback as, you, as your third string. And, and in that time there, when, you know, say we go out and sign Clemmer and then you go and find a centre. And Trindle is, you know, his kicking game. His kicking game is pretty good and he's improved and he looks like he could, you could definitely give him a shot with Nico Hines to start off the year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's let it go. Works for me, mate. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Isn't life better after a win? Life is better after a win, but our, our listens are usually up after a loss, so... That's true. We'll see we'll, how we land Yeah, we'll, we'll only get about 55,000. You know, half. Half at best. But we've got, a big, big, we've got a big one coming in a couple of nights' time, so... We, that we do. And uh, on that note, he's back this week, so Dan? How am I, Moylan?